Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. All right, I think audio levels are good to go. Welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo. And today we're going to be jumping right back into the continued story of Hercules, but more so with the emphasis of the, not just the astrological components of, you know, the story and how it unfolds within the individual, but more with the journey of the fool and also how we approach the idea of the bastard um, and the astrological meanings that that kind of encompass within that, you know, we're going to bring up, um, you know, the, the Zodiac and also the, um, the Tarot, since we kind of brought both episodes, which were fantastic, in my opinion, in the last couple of weeks to sort of continue this journey of, of Hercules before we touch on the labors, we thought it was imperative to kind of like, you know, seal the deal on where we're going with this and what lens to basically use in order to break down this this great journey or the story of the bastard. Right, absolutely. And that's what we're kind of looking we're we're comparing two different archetypal stories of unfoldment that happen within the individual. Right. So we have the journey of the fool, which is going to be depicted in the the tarot and the major the major arcana of the tarot. Right. And then we're also going to have this story of the bastard, which is Hercules 12 journeys, 12 steps through the 12 journeys that he's going to encounter to reconnect with this divine essence, which represents that father, that universal consciousness energy. And that's kind of what we were focusing on last week, really kind of focusing on this this concentration of this story being the esoteric story of the bastard and the individual that does not know of his father, but he knows him as divine. And he goes on this journey to find this divinity. And this divinity, the beautiful aspect, the, the, the beautiful conclusion to the story is obviously is that the divinity is within him the whole time. And it's right. this, this process of emanation kind of coming out. And so that's what we're going to kind of, we're going to kind of shift from this the story of the bastard. And we're going to kind of take a, a snapshot look at the astrological components that we're going to encounter in this story and, and the lens that we're going to be asked to encounter these astrological archetypes. And we'll kind of discuss how through mythology, we're really called to rise above our subjective perspective of even our own personal horoscopes and our own personal connection to mm. astrology and connecting to more of the objective universal unfolding of collective consciousness. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You, you know, and so that's what, that's what we're going to be kind of looking here. And, and one of these, these big parts of learning the astrological lens through Hercules is we start to understand that when we see the wheel and we understand it as a whole, well, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And so what this does is it, it really empowers the individual to, to see their place 
in the great plan of unfoldment, which is the divine plan, right? Which is what the great work entails. And so what we're, what we're finding here is when we can objectively view the Zodiac, we can see it as the whole being greater than the sum of its own part of this, of its parts. And so we see that even though our own personal expression and personal experiences within life is, is important to ourselves on the whole wave of consciousness, it's very small and there's, there's more happening here and there's more we're trying to surrender to. And what we're trying to do is actually surrender ourselves to assist in this wave of consciousness, which is the expansion right. of love and wisdom. And, and this is what we're going to be kind of calling to do. Hercules is going to embark on this journey to truly represent divine, to have that internal warrior really serve the most high. Because we spoke about this. When that internal warrior doesn't serve the most high, it, like every other warrior, does what it's supposed to do. And it rebels. And it rebels within us. And we, and we beat ourselves up. And then if, if, if that beating up self up doesn't satisfy, well, then it spills on over to the outside world and we start using this negative energy, right? It's because that warrior is not being used in that direction of the heart, which is what it truly wants to serve, right? And the rightful king, which would be the, the act of consciousness, right? That alchemical mind that's that's been turned online does this make sense absolutely you know um <clears throat> i think it's it's good that we're going to sort of take this conversation in this direction right now because you know we did we talked about you know with with regards to alice bailey and this opening segment to hercules and the story of the bastard about what is going to entail with the 12 labors and and i'm very excited and i even called daniel and i was like hey are we you know, are we ready to go in with the with the labors already? And he's like, "Hey, look, let's let's hold off just a bit because um, we need to sort of address, you know, what's something that even Alice Bailey um, talks about with the astrological connotations in this story and the importance of understanding the zodiac. Because even in the story of Hercules, according to Bailey, you know, uh, Hercules himself has to have a greater understanding on how he passes through the twelve signs of the, of the zodiac." And, and in each sign that he, um, you know, learns the characteristic, you know, it's going to unfold um, a better, um, a better path, not just for him, but you're going to sort of witness how the knowledge of himself through that um, will, you know, aid him in these 12 labors. Right. You Absolutely. Know? You know, and what we're going to see too is, again, the sacrifice of the personal aims, the personal aspirations. And so aspiration turns into spiritual inspiration. Oh, and like we're that. going to see him take these, all of this desire energy, everything that Hercules is going to do is going to be a reorientation of the self. This really, these steps of the alchemical process, if we wanted to kind of think about the alchemical process, what Hercules is kind of going through here is a lot of those first four steps where we're, we're perfecting the elements that we were given. So you cannot fulfill a bigger part of the process if the tools that you've already been gifted have not been learned, sharpened, and loved. 
And so what we're going to kind of see is through this mythology, the individual is going to be disguised as this cube. And what this cube is representing is the Trinity. And the three pieces of this cube is right. going to be the thought, the emotion, and the action. And that fourth being creation. And this Trivian, this Trivian must be understood, just like the Trinity must be understood, to understand the process of creation. And that's what we're we're kind of looking at with this with this astrological kind of connection to right. to the story. The last episode, you know, there was so much that I wanted to bring up and, and we even we're going through some passages of the Bible because as they relate to some of the things that even uh, Alice Bailey talks about with um you know this um this this Christ uh, energy, you know, this Christ consciousness, this um um this cosmic Christ, you know, and, and everything else about it. And, and so these stories start to kind of intertwine like that, where you kind of see the correlation of what is, what is being presented to the individual who has to make his way back to the kingdom, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, um, and so I'm really glad that you bring up the trivium because it's imperative to understand that, you know, again, we barely covered it in the first episode. There was so much to unfold in that episode, but, uh, you know, this is kind of how I was sort of seeing the duality in these stories. Um, but uh, go on, my friend. Yeah, no, and you bring up a great point because this is the precursor. When we when remember we, we were talking about alchemy mm -hmm. and we talked about the lesser stone and the greater stone, and the lesser stone was the byproduct of the first four steps, right? And the greater stone was the final product of the last three steps. The lesser stone is the lesser story of the sun, which is the story of Hercules. And so this is, if we think about those first four steps of alchemy, we were talking about the first four elements, right? right. We have to purify the fire, the water, the air, and the earth. And so we're gonna see this process. Hercules is gonna go through this. He's gonna do it in three different variations. Right. Right, he's gonna do the cardinal, the mutable, and the fixed. And we're so we're gonna see different, we're gonna see a trinity of these expressions of these four elements. But when we speak about this lesser stone, this lesser stone of Hercules, this is why all of his work was done on the physical realm. Right. This is why when we talk about the story of Hercules, it's not so much of what he said, but it's what he does. And it's all about what he did. And this is the part of the, the, the discipline that needs to come in for the spiritual understanding. We have to purify the house to be able to house universal consciousness. Yes. So we purify it through these first four steps and we purify the four elements that are within us. And this is the process that we're going to see Hercules um, proceed through. And we're going to follow through with him because this is our story. We are all bastards trying to find our divine father. Right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, one of the things that Alice Bailey talks about that I, I remember that really resonated with me in regards to what you're saying is each um, and I quote her here, each one of us is an embryo, Hercules, and each one of us faces the identical labors. Um, and so we have that same goal to, as she says, to achieve the same circle of the Zodiac that, you know, what, what's being encompassed there and the work that needs to be done um, and, and the prime objective, uh, as she describes. And so I love that you're sort of incorporating lessons from what we talked about alchemy, but also, you know, always coming back to the trivium and always having a deeper understanding of what our purpose is, which is what's going to be imperative as we kind of unfold the Zodiac. Because again, as we unfold the meaning of, of, of this wheel, you know, you kind of sort of have like a real time uh, connection to the labors of Hercules on how 
important it is to not rush through these labors. You know, we, we see the story as a story of an individual who is getting through these labors in order to return to the kingdom. But if you look closely as you should, and as we always do, I should say, um, you know, there's, there's obviously hidden meaning behind each labor, but also on how he got there and not only how he got there, but what it took for him to be prepared to face each one. Well, everything builds on everything else. Right. And that's one of the big things we're going to see is cycles and patterns and how everything, everything that's collapsing in this moment was a pattern in a cycle that was put in place by you in the past and other energies that are in your surrounding environment. Right. Right. And so when people say, well, you actually don't actually have free will because events happen to you. Well, we, we can discuss that and kind of argue, well, no, you have your free will decision of how you react to current events. But if you take it deeper, no, the, the environment that you're creating is the effect of free will decisions that you've made in the past. And so people are like, well, you can't always control your environment. And that's right. true. There's circumstances that we can't control. But a lot of the things that we find ourselves into that we are victim is, it's because it's past patterns. Everything builds on everything else. And so, so does knowledge. So bad habits build on bad habits and they create and they, they become abundance. Knowledge builds on knowledge. Wisdom builds on wisdom. And so we're going to see him take the lessons of the birth of consciousness, right. which is going to come into the first house and it's going to end at the enterings of the universal waters of life oh, that's awesome. the waters that make us escape the hells that we find ourselves in you know um and so this this whole connection we're gonna we're gonna kind of see with with this this astrological energy and you when we're kind of thinking about this and i and just because i was I still kind of have this thought and, and I want to make sure I clarify it with, with those first four steps of Hercules. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about the doing, this is all about the will. This is all about the empowerment of the self to align your will to the universal plan. And this is that lesser stone. And so what we're going to see is when we can graduate this, when we can successfully make it through the 12 labors, what we're going to do is be able to approach fermentation, distillation, and coagulation, which was those higher steps of alchemy. But this is where the Christ consciousness is approached. Exactly. And this is the story of the greater son of the greater son of the son. Funny how that works, right? Right. Um, and this is the story of Jesus and the story that separates Jesus from Hercules is Hercules. It's all about what he did. Jesus is not only about what he did, but also what he said. And so what we're going to kind of see here is the understanding and the esoteric unfoldment of the word. And this is, this is actually, um, had a great conversation with one of our listeners who very much studies the Bible. And this is actually explained in the story of Peter Judas and John. Yes. And John being the word. Um, and this is kind of what we're what we're gonna kind of see unfold here um is is this aspect and this coming to of the self and to be able to speak and to become a teacher and to truly understand the the power of the word. Um, but the word can only be shared once it's been consciousness has actually instilled this information. And so what it means is before the teacher can teach, it must live the way and it must live the path. And so Hercules is 
is sacrificing himself to learn and understand this path and let this path unfold within it. And the story of Jesus is going to be living the actions, living these spiritual practices, actually instilling them within us to actually be able to teach and share them, which is so important. You know, esoteric knowledge is not just knowledge. It has to be applied as wisdom. It has to be knowledge put mm-hmm. into action. And that's where we're going to kind of see what the transition is after this, this bastard finds his true father and we, and the father in heaven. Now we became a representation of that father on heaven on earth, which is Christ consciousness, which is where we're going to take this, this story. It's going to go from, it's going to go from this, this kind of this Greek setting all the way to Bethlehem. Yeah. And that's where we're going to kind of, kind of make it. Um, but that's what we're kind of, what we're kind of dealing with here. And we're going to kind of really get into the, the biblical stories of the New Testament and how it's connected to alchemy. We're going to talk about it a little bit, um, tonight. Um, but to approach the astrology component, of this lesson, we were kind of talking about it through this objective lens, right? Yes. I mean, Alice, you know, again, back to Alice Bailey, you know, I'll bring her up multiple times when I'm, when I'm referring to the story of Hercules, because it's my favorite on how she does it. But even she talks about how when we trace the story of Hercules, we pass through all 12 signs of the Zodiac, right? Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, tonight I think it's, it's an imperative that we, we, we explore those signs because in each of the signs, she describes how he express or he sees the characteristics of himself uh, in each sign and how he has achieved some sort of knowledge of himself through that knowledge and demonstrate the power of the sign and acquire the gifts from which the sign, um, you know, gives him not, you know, this knowledge to, to move forward. And that's something that I really loved about, you know, this, this, um, this PDF that I, I keep referring back to. Um, and, and so I think that, you know, we should probably enter that now. Great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And, and when we're approaching, when we're approaching these houses, these Zodiac houses, Let's really bring in that conversation about squaring the circle. Right. Okay. And so creation is a housing of this universal life force, right? Which is that masculine component of the creation principle, right? And then the feminine is the carrier. It's the housing. It's that drop-down transformer so we can perceive matter, right? And so again, everything in your five-sense reality is frozen energy. Right. These are housings of energy. You are a housing of energy. This is this whole story is you understanding your house, organizing things so you can take your house and take it back home. That's what this whole thing is. You are a housing of this creative life force energy. Right. So what we're dealing with with astrological energy, because we're dealing with 12, is again, we think of 12 as like this, this number, but in the scale of numbers, this is a very small number, right? Because numbers go infinite both ways. So when we're dealing with twelve, this isn't this isn't a lot of this isn't a lot of um, factors here. And so what we're approaching is a housing, but we're getting closer to the lower common denominator of this universal life force energy, which is represented by zero, right? Which will be the cosmic egg which will be the story of the serpent. And we'll, we'll get into this and just, just the understanding of zero and how it, and how this, this number zero 
not only plays into the aspect of the cosmic serpent and that all numbers, but the zero is the potential of all numbers, but the zero is also going to play a huge factor in our story of the journey of the fool, because it's when the fool gained the zero card instead of being the one that the esoteric principles really started to unfold and we really started to see how the Egyptians saw these symbolism. It's when the zero, when, when the fool became the zero. Zero is so important to us. We don't understand, we don't, we don't think enough about how recently zero was introduced into Western civilization. That's an, it's an unreal concept. This came through pretty much around the Crusades. <laughs> This came from the Arabic number system. You know, like zero is what everything is birthed from. It's this cosmic ache. It's it's the story of the serpent. This is also why, and we'll kind of talk about this, why serpent wisdom is kind of hidden and why the serpent was kind of, um, even in the Old Testament, like in the King James Version and most translations of the Bible, why the serpent was kind of downplayed as an evil thing. It's all tied to zero. It's the same reason why Western civilization didn't have zero for a while. And that's a very incomplete understanding of the universe if you don't understand zero. It's very important. It's, it's, it's a wholeness. It's all of it, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's that Ouroboros of everything. Yes. And so when we think about the relationship between zero and 12, we're not talking about a lot of spaces here. And so these houses which these houses that you're looking at that are physical energy that's frozen, these are houses of energy. Well, when we get to the number 12, we're getting so close back to that zero. Now we're talking about mansions of energy housing, okay? These are the the zodiac, the stars, the constellations are massive houses of energy of the universal life force. And it's breaking itself into 12 pieces so we can understand it. And then you can bring it back down. In astrology, you can bring it to six, you can bring it to four, you can bring it to three, you can bring it to two, you can bring it back to one, and you can also see the whole thing as the whole. And that's actually where we're going. We're going from the 12 to the zero. Right. But we're gonna start in these astrological mansions, right? And we speak about this. And so in John 14, Okay, this is Jesus talking to, talking to um, his disciples. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. And so these mansions, my father's house, my father's house is mother earth, creation, right? In my father's house, there are many mansions. How does that make sense? How does a house have many mansions? Well, this this is the ultimate cube that we were talking about here. The father's house is the true cube, universal law, creation, right? Mother nature, the true cube. In my father's house, there are many mansions. These 12 zodiac houses are mansions, large storehouses of lowest common denominator creative life force energy. And it can be broken down from the 12, 
We can go to like the six, like we were saying, the four, the three, the two, the one. And That's why we three. ascend, right? Exactly. And and this is what we do because we can break down numbers and numbers make, we always kind of want to make our way back with numbers. And so we spread God out by numbers and we understand him in all of his parts, but then we take universal life force and understand it in its wholeness. And that zero is greater than the sum of its parts because zero is absolute potential. And then from there on, obviously, the, the numbers go up as you move around counterclockwise from that point forward, right? From zero? Well, we're just talking about like a number line here. Right, okay. You okay. know what I mean? We're just talking about like a normal zero through 12 number line. Right. Do you know what I mean? We're not really talking about like the astrological wheel. We're just talking about breaking down that universal life force. It's like if the, if the universe was a pie and you just took a pie cutter and you pushed it down, that made 12 slices. If the universe was this uncut pie, what you're doing with this astrology thing is you're pushing that pie crust in, right. and it's breaking up into 12 slices, so you and your okay. friends can all get a piece, right? And you and your friends all have a piece, and your friends hold the pieces that you need to collect to get a big piece of this, the complete piece of this pie. And yeah. so look at this, we just be bacon here. And so, um, <laughs> but that's what we're looking at, you know? And so. Again, let me kind of, because I do, I, I think I led you astray on that, but we're, we're just looking at like a number line, but thinking about just how small that number 12 is when we talk about the infinite potential of numbers. Right. And if numbers are the the language of the universe or the language of God, we're seeing that he's got this infinite expression. And so when we can see it in these these compound, really small forms like 12, we start to see the cycle and we... And we can kind of make these these pattern connections and bring it down, um, you know, and and it's all going to be part of, because numbers, letters, astrological signs, these are all, these are all archetypal housings of this creative force of the universe. Letters, numbers, symbols, all of these things are lower common denominator archetypal hmm. representations. Okay, and so we see as we get further away from the source and we get closer to like plastics, we get farther away from that lowest common denominator. Right. It keeps halving itself. And as it halves itself, it still has divinity in there, but its pureness of divinity is harder to see because it's halving itself, right? But that that design is already there, is always there, even if it is, you know, the most synthetic, materialistic, man-made thing in the world it still has divinity within it because divinity is within all form. Right. Right. Because it's that, it's that creative creation is truly just this, this drop down transformer. So these houses, these Zodiac houses are more like mansions of big astrological experience. And so we are called to explore these mansions and, you know, personally into our astrological energy, we're going to be, pulled to explore certain rooms of certain mansions and kind of connect with certain energies. But what objectively Hercules is teaching us here is you got to prepare for everything on the test because you're trying to get the whole piece of the pie. So you need to get all 12 pieces. And so this is why Hercules has to actually pull events into his life to complete it. Right. And this is part of the spiritual process. You start pulling stuff in. If you have no nurturing energy in your life, 
right. start feeling that nurturing, caring aspect where something relies on you for, for all of its life, right? That's what, that's the components we bring. If we need to bring more fire into our lives, we start exercising more. We maybe start doing hot yoga and things like that. The alchemists can start putting pieces together, pulling experiences into life to speed up that evolution because the universe is going to have you complete the 12 steps at some point. It just depends how fast you want that to happen. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same idea with the alchemists when they would take the, the camel dung and they would bury it in the sand. And they noticed the deeper they buried it in the sand, the faster it would turn into like this beautiful looking crystal thing. But it was on how deep they went. You know, how much discipline did they actually take? And and we're going to notice this as we're going through these astrological, these 12 steps. You know, how deep are we actually looking at this? One of the discussions that you and I have quite often is the difference between quality and quantity. Right. You know, we spoke about this with alchemy, how alchemy is not this, this game that you're just trying to get from one step to the next. It's more of this process that you're trying to really stretch out and get as most as you can out of each step. So there's more quality to the experience. There's more quality to the spiritual development. So we have to go less through all these repetitive cycles. The more we can deeply look at something, the more we can help deeply avoid that same circumstance unfolding in our life in the future. Exactly. And, you know, well said, man. I didn't want to interrupt anything you were saying because everything sort of as we're bringing in this, this idea, um, you know, of the disciple, you know, I really like how that's, that's presented in, in the story of Hercules. But when, when we're bringing up that and comparing it to, you know, the story of Christ, you know, this whole unfolding of, as it said, divine self-realization, it's imperative to, to, to look at, look at it from the, um, from the angle that you're talking about with <clears throat> having this, this discipline, you know, to really be able to to take the time to understand what exactly is being um, not only presented to you, but also the purpose of this unfoldment to get back to these, to get back to the to the whole. You know, we talk about the whole and understanding each slice of this pie, and I like that analogy and 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 how we're talking about um, each slice and how important it is. But getting back to how we practice this within astrology because you know even what's what's crazy is um something that i didn't think i was going to end up reading about the astrological connotations within this story is you know how there's an ordinary approach to dealing with astrology and then there's this deeper meaning of dealing with astrology and in the story of hercules that's exactly what he goes through is having that deeper meaning is what's going to get him through these labors and that's why i'm again i'm i know i keep talking about how excited i am but that's why i am so eager to talk about each labor because we're not breaking each labor as and then he came through um victorious from this one encounter it's what it took for him to understand how to overcome that encounter by having this approach that we're talking about. Does that make sense? And so everything you said, again, I, I might be reiterating here, but that's what I like about, you know, when I read um, through Alice Bailey's uh, interpretation, you know, she talks so much in detail about, you know, as, that astrology is the highest aspect and it's the true interpretation that will be, um, you know, uh, will enable us as humans to focus, um, as she says, the understanding of function 
um, you know, through through this process. And I really, 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 I love that she that she made a point to say that, you know, right. And and she is. She's calling for the the understanding of subjective connection and relationship to astrology, but the understanding of seeing astrology through this objective wholeness lens. Yes. Right. And in everything carries the picture of the whole, everything carries the picture of the whole you, you carry the picture of the whole. We all carry a picture of the whole. And Hercules is about using the picture of the, of the whole to unfold the self's independent destiny. So that's what we're looking, using the picture of the whole as a parameter and a map to unfold our own destiny. Because now our service, because we understand the whole, our service is to the most high, which every aspect of our consciousness truly wants to serve. The the mind, the heart, and the actions. All three components are going to to kind of look at that. And so that's what we're, this, this wholeness and this objective approach to to astrology and seeing seeing why we need to pull in all of these aspects and see the again the, the universal stories that are coming from here and the furthering understanding of them for further incorporation within ourselves and understanding how these paths not only come in our own subjective life but how they are the greater story of the unfoldment of the all Right. And we kind of talk about this. It's really this, it's that sacrifice of the lower self for the greater self. It's really the true, it's the true work of the white magician that yes. we're approaching here. It's aligning yourself to this most high for the unfoldment of this most high. And so, you know, we're gonna learn all about astrology. We're gonna learn about the archetypes. And what's gonna be unique about this is is we're gonna approach the familiar archetypes as we're in in touch like on the astrological sign as we go through the as we go through the um the labor but just like the tarot when we were talking about it just yes. how we have to study this like an esoteric science but we and we study it connected to all the other esoteric sciences like the kabbalah and astrology we're going to do the same thing with astrology. We're going to study it as an esoteric science, right? And this is actually the golden key when it comes to esoteric studies. The golden key is astrology, and the silver key was seen very much as the tarot. Or the tarot. And this is going to be more of that feminine tarot symbolism, which is going to be intuitive. Right. It's going to be most symbol-based, <clears throat> which we can understand why that would be the silver key and the lunar mysteries. And then the golden mysteries are going to be what the sun shines in the light of day, like angles, aspects. You know, it's going to be this more of this mathematical left side of the brain kind of calculation. Now you use both aspects. You use analytical when you're looking at the tarot and you use intuition when you're looking at astrology, you're never divorced, but this is what those those two kind of keys symbolize. But in the golden key with astrology, you study the science, but but you also need to treat this like an art gallery. Right. And you need to treat the constellations truly like, you know, you need to really get lost looking at the stars, seeing what the stars bring out of us. Yes. The self recognizes itself, you know, staring at the moon, knowing the moon, knowing and loving the moon in all of her faces and all of her places, where she comes, where she goes, where she reappears. 
This is a personal relationship you can have just like in, a, in t- t- the tarot when we talked about looking at the cards like you're in an art gallery. Look at these solar orbs like you're in an art gallery. You know, this is this is the reflection. This is the universal, bigger archetypal principles, the mansions of creation, raining, sprinkling energies down on us. And as and we can kind of think the lowest common denominator expanding itself down. And so again, we don't feel it in its purest form because it's it's always coming down to drop down transformers, but that's why we rise up to it and we can actually experience this universal energy and we can get to the 12, we can get to the six, we can get to the four, the three, and all the way back to that zero. But this this big understanding is, you know, Part of this astrology is to remember, part of the astrology in Tarot is, in this journey, is life is to be experienced, understood, and loved. And so we need to go through these 12 experiences. We need to understand these 12 experiences. And then we need to love these 12 experiences. Right, the right. Same thing with the Major Arcana. We need to, to meet the Devil card. We need to experience the devil card. We need to understand the devil card. And then we need to love the devil within us because that's the only way we're going to actually incorporate this demon, which is truly an angel in disguise. Well, that's, and, go ahead, go ahead. No, and that's the only way we're going to kind of transmute that energy. But please, no, well, my friend, the floor. No, no. So what I was going to say is that, you know, back to, to bringing it back to everything, the purpose of... Of, of the 12 labors is, you know, we got to look at it as, as you've already said over and over as this greater whole, you know, and not only is it a greater whole, but the individual pieces that are broken apart are not to be acknowledged and, and sort of, um, I guess like dissected, um, through the process. It's, it's meant to sort of walk you through everything as one. And then that is the whole perspective that is needed in order to ascend to where obviously in the story of Hercules, you know, uh, where he belongs in the heavens. And so if you notice, he never really, um, divides it into, you know, uh, these smaller, um, uh, the labors, he doesn't really necessarily ever get hung up on like the first four or first six. And that's where it ends. You know, he, he continuously goes on and on and on. And then that allows him to finally realize that that is the whole purpose is to see it from that whole perspective. And and that's, what's important even in, in the idea of, of uh, astrology, because, you know, we're living in these cycles. We've talked about this, you know, this isn't anything new. And we talk about this even in the podcast, you know, nothing new under the sun, but there's a reason why we say that. And there's a reason why the story alludes to that. It's not meant to be broken into a section and then it, it ends there. You know, it's a full circle that is being made and then is presented to you to to unfold not only, you know, why we are uh, experiencing this, but to also, you know, aid us into, you know, getting to far beyond the, into the stars. And so I love that <clears throat> everything you're saying with, with the idea of how we should look at this highest aspect of the interpretation of, of, of this astrological um, deeper meaning. Because again, I just think that people are going to, you know, listen to this and think, you know, uh, man, I really thought that the story of Hercules was going to just have, you know, the 12 labors presented and of course, these guys are you and I, that is, are going to break down each labor and then move on. But we're kind of giving you sort of a uh, inside scoop as like how it will end in the sense, because while we break each labor, we will be, you know, 
like Hercules, you know, it, it took it took takes time to go through each um, stage or each uh, a phase that he will go through, but with a greater uh, understanding of how this is all going to be one big complete um, whole from the very get go will allow us to you know proceed with each labor, and that's what makes me. Um, you know, just thrilled to, to kind of cover this with you right now, because I really don't feel like we did enough with the first, um, uh, you know, in- interpretation of the 12 labors of Hercules. And I know we said that in the episode that, you know, there'd be, there was so much that we covered. Um, so everything you're saying, man, it's just like, it's just spot on. And I feel like somewhere out there, Miss Bailey's tipping her hat off to you for, you know, not, you know, going over this, um, so quickly, you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely, man. And we should dedicate this one to the Theosophical Society. Exactly. They, they publish so much amazing information. I like these dedications. I've never noticed the power, how fun it is. Um, and so that's a lot of fun there. But um, no, you're, you're, we're, we're kind of really kind of connecting to this because we, we truly have to understand we had to discuss this aspect that Hercules needed to have the trivium intact. We needed to talk about the story of the bastard, right? We needed to talk even about him, you know, overcoming that and overcoming the earthly father and connecting to that divine father. And so what we're concentrating on today is not only this trivium and this, you know, this idea to to fulfill a bigger part of this process, you have to take the tools that you've already been gifted, you know, learn them and sharpen them. And that's what we're seeing. He's learning them, sharpening them, and then he's going to fall in love with those tools. And that's that's what we're, it's the self-orientation of that self. So that connection with that trivium um, and, and the other process that we kind of had to discuss before we could approach those those 12 labors was, was the slaying of the serpents, the, the slaying of the serpents of matter and slaying of the serpent of illusion to find the serpent of illumination. And I know this is, we're going to go down a whole rabbit hole with serpent wisdom. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, even in the beginning when he's a baby, he's confronted with the serpent. Well, that's what we're talking about. That's it? That's what I mean. It's like like it starts... It starts from the very get-go. So I'm right. excited that you're already bringing it up because it's like, you know, I think that'll sort of resonate with the audience to sort of be like, oh, right. It's 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 presented to you right from the beginning. And, right. And, and, and another, I mean, you already kind of brought this up, but, you know, it's been sort of, you know, put into that lower vibration from the very get-go with other, um, you know, uh, uh, not only stories, but historical um, um encounters with this idea you know you know and that brings up this whole understanding of why why was the serpent cult so kind of downplayed by the solar and the stellar cults when we were kind of making this age into pisces and we were getting this this more familiar understanding how the religious organizations are and it's interesting because it's like a debate whether the serpents got pushed out or if this is all by their design because it's like understanding really where power is 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 not being seen yeah and that's a lot how the snake operates but we, we see hints of this and we're, we're, we spoke about this in that early episode and we're going to get much deeper into the mysteries of the serpent because it's really going to connect us with Gnosticism. We spoke about it a little bit today with, with like the number zero um, and just how important that is. But we're going to get more into what this serpent philosophy is because we can't actually speak about the Holy Grail because 
we're going to kind of talk about what that Holy Grail is a mixture of. Um, and it is the blood of Christ, but it's also something else. And at first, when you hear what it is, it's it's very surprising. But we'll understand this serpent more. And and serpents, dragons, this connection to all this mythology, this is a really powerful force. Okay, we see this in even astrological representations today. Um, the story of Scorpio. Okay, the Aztecs and the Mayans are very much going to be fascinated with this energy. Um, and even Central America has this unique connection with this Scorpio and this swarp, this this serpent. A serpent, cult. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> look at the Mexican flag. It's right. it's the snake fighting off against the eagle. And the eagle is actually the third representation of Scorpio. So Scorpio is actually represented as a snake a scorpion and an eagle. And sometimes you can see it as that eagle being replaced for a phoenix. And they very much represent the same thing. And if you are a Scorpio, you should really look into what the highest aspect of Scorpio is, because it's, it's truly what you should aspire to. But that's what it's telling you. It's, it's, the, it's the overcoming of the higher self over the lower self. And that's why that eagle is defeating the snake. And, it's, and again, it's it's this connection to this this serpent wisdom, but this serpent wisdom has been here forever. Right. Um, this is why you know again why we we why we are so fascinated with the circle, and maybe why even the circle was taking out, um, like with the Roman numerals. Like the Roman numerals don't have, I mean, Roman numerals are very pretty, like numbers, representations of numbers. But compared to Arabic numbers, they're useless. You know, Arabic numbers are so much more beneficial. Right. They're easier to use and they have that zero aspect to them, right? Um, like just the idea of losing that knowledge. We're going to see whispers of this serpent understanding and how it kind of gets rebrought into consciousness. And this is going to be something that we have to reconnect to with the same thing with like the wisdom of the trees. And we'll kind of talk about this and early fire religions, but there's there's other religions other than the stellar, solar, and Saturn, which we're always kind of more familiar with in astrotheology. But there's these other deeper organizations that have a lot of say. And and this is them kind of alluding to it with, with the story of the serpents of Hercules very early fighting off against the serpent of the illusion and, uh, and material. Yeah. And, and, and I know that he's going to have, you know, the exoteric that represents the serpent and then you know, I'm so glad that we're already covering like where this is going to be going with, again, even when he's a child and, and what the serpents uh, represent uh, as they come to kill him as an, an, as an infant, you know? So I just like that we're already going into the real meaning of what this, what this represents. Well, and think about the serpent, like snakes have always been feared of eating the eggs. Well, Hercules as a child is pure potentiality. You are a zero card. You are the fool as the child. You're pure potentiality. We spoke about this with the, um, like the baked on of Peter Pan on Patreon, and we spoke mm -hmm. about it with the Saturn Returns, right? Um, at that zero card, you really truly are poor, pure potentiality. And that's what the snake is coming to eat is that pure potentiality of the universal life force. Um, and how that recycles and and what that's going to overcome because we can get swallowed up by materialism and illusion. Most people actually are. To rise above that pattern is a very deep perspective and a reorientation of the self to rise over the factors of materialism and illusion. Um, because if one's not getting your attention, the other one is. And we can see that in abundance, um, you know, right now. Yes. Yes.
Oh, I love it, man. I'm really glad that you were able to sort of clarify a lot of this information that, you know, again, think of this as just part two of what we opened up with Hercules, but also kind of moving into a few sneak peeks of, you know, again, we mentioned Gnosticism, and we're going to be mentioning, of course, the tarot or the tarot or, um, you know, how, um, you know, we're going to be uh, presenting each um card and, and its its significance, but the same thing we're trying to do with, with this astrological interpretation of what we're going to be doing with the 12 labors. And so I like that we covered a little bit of the fool, but we will be doing a full episode on the fool. And so it's right. great that we kind of already started opening this conversation. We started sort of having this idea presented to us through the story of Hercules. And this is what we aim to always do, you know, is to have these sort of, um, intertwining, um, uh, descript, not even um, breakdowns, but sort of like a, a, a more descriptive uh, interpretation of why we're going back and forth between um, the Tarot and, and the Zodiacs. And, you know, again, um, if you haven't listened to our episode of, you know, with, with, with regards to the Zodiac, highly recommend it. Um, we kind of open a lot of this up um, back then but we're going to continue doing that you know throughout this season and, and and next season and so yeah man yeah you know i think it's you know we're kind of just thinking about hercules and this aspect of his destiny you know and in destiny truly is this personal relationship with this divine father mm -hmm. that's your destiny you know and your pen pal is the most high but the problem is, is we're too damn, too damn busy and too damn distracted to read his simple letters that he leads behind, which are these mansions, which are the astrological archetypes, which are the letters, which are the numbers, which are the tarot, which is all the symbols that are in our lives. Exactly. Right? He leaves all these and he's always trying to communicate with us. Right. And, and his mother is all in his wife. The mother is always trying to pass on the information in the most beautiful way that she possibly can. And what we do is we, we defile the mother with materialism and we strengthen that defiling with our illusion. And we defile the, the great giver of life and the creative mother who's just trying to shine the light of the father. And they're trying to tell us in the simplest, simplest way. And these like beautiful stories, they they literally wanted us to understand this so much that they kept the lights on forever, forever they're on for us. And all it takes us is to break out of the cities and we can reconnect with those lights. Exactly. They can never turn that story off on us. You know, they can never, they can tell us it doesn't make sense. They can tell us Pluto's not a planet. They can do whatever they want to tell us, right? But we know what's true. You know, talk to an astrologer. Tell an astrologer you don't believe Pluto's not a planet. See what happens. Like, play that game with Pluto. You tell Pluto that it's not a planet. See what happens to you. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of destruction because we're not going to understand creation. You know, there's a reason why they they told a generational transformational planet that they tried to convince us that it's not. It's still an astrological energy. If you don't want to consider it a planet, that's fine. But it's got a deep, deep archetypal effect on us. But again, through illusion and materialism, now, you know what? We're not going to listen 
to the beautiful symbols that you put in mother nature and the beautiful balance right. that you make where we're going to be we're going to we're going to tap into this illusion and this materialism of this snake and it's the sacrificing of those two snakes it's the killing of those snakes it's the cutting off of the head right so you can be reborn it's the story of ganesh right the elephant head of wisdom being put into the place of the naive child right and that's what it's this coming of wisdom and now you have the you have the memory of an elephant right he's always trying to communicate with us mm -hmm. and we are not looking at the simple messages and we try to make it complex but it's it's so simple we just need to look to the stars we need to look to ourselves and we need to unfold our own personal story and see how it aligns to all of the stories and how all of our stories are connected and it's when we really start to see it as that whole that we really get to see the whole thing absolutely man i'm so glad we were able to cover this um today and um yeah i mean so so like i said you know we're going to move on to the 12 labors um you know each of the labors individually and now that we kind of have covered everything we did today um you know we'll we'll understand what this means for the whole you know we gave you the we gave you the 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 what do you want to call it? The preview, I suppose, of how we're going to be approaching this. And then I'm just, you know, I think you, you did a wonderful job, um, at sort of, you know, presenting again, something that she, she being Alice Bailey just kind of covers very, you know, in a very short, um, I guess like a couple of pages of why we should be looking at this from this astrological perspective, but she also covers a lot that we just did, what you just said, which is like, we must not forget and we must not overlook this and mm -hmm. we must, you know, have this understanding before we can move on and understand the story that is about to unfold that she has in, in her writings that I really appreciate. And also, you know, for the listeners, because I want to make sure that we kind of articulate this because a lot of people have asked us to cover this when we do the first labor of Hercules, that's also going to include the first sign of the Zodiac as Aries and the first house of astrology. And so if you are interested in learning more about astrology, this is also going to be at the same time a great intro lesson to understanding not only the how the houses are set up, but how the zodiac signs work within the houses. And we'll kind of go through this. And so again, it's it, it would just be a beginning course but it will kind of lay foundational language like we did with like the hermetic principles. And we've already kind of talking about talk spoken about the planets. And so a lot of those kind of will be corresponded. So if you're interested in astrology, this is going to be a really good connection. Um, and then that, that bio weekly thing is going to be breaking down the major arcana. And yeah. so, you know, both so many people have expressed interest in both of these studies, but to tell you the truth, if you study them both, you're going to get the most because it's all about that whole, right? Exactly. Well said, man. Well said. Well, anything else you'd like to add? Um, thank you to all our patron members. Always. always. Thank you always to our patron members, right? Um, thank you for everybody who obviously supports, shares the podcast. Um, again, the reviews have been so amazing. And that's actually the biggest way to... Um, kind of um kind of push us into other streams is actually i guess those reviews and like downloads i don't know how the interwebs work i know it, it's <laughs> something's going on in there um but we're just so thankful for for everybody and the reaching out the connecting um 
yeah, it's just such an honor to be on this journey with you. But what do you, what do you, you good looking individual, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> hey, man, I'm just glad to be um, just as much as a listener as the listeners out there and have the ability to ask all the questions that, you know, so many of them will send us and, and are probably, you know, thinking about right now in this moment as we're signing off. But, uh, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're going to continuously have these conversations throughout, you know, um, like I said, the the finishing or the ending of this um, season and into the next season. And as you know, one of the, I think one of the listeners that I was reading a comment about said that, you know, they are so fortunate to watch us, you know, develop our, our thought process within all of these principles. But I say the same thing <clears throat> back to you, the listener and the student of, of these, uh, of, of all this information is that that's the whole idea is that as Daniel said multiple times, you know, we're looking at these things individually, but we're, we're really just trying to get to the whole, um, uh, together, you know, as, as, as we, we really learn everything that is sort of connected, um, get back to the source and get back to the source. So, um, yeah. Until next time, sir. Until next time. Okay.